Hello, this is Tyler, and I'm here with Harrison. Welcome back to Booze and Buffy. We are watching and discussing each episode of Buffy the Vampire Slayer in order. No spoilers, because Tyler has never seen the show before. And although Harrison and John haven't talked about having kids yet, Harrison is pretty set on the name Buffy. <laughs> I actually really like the name Willow, but that's neither here to, nor there. Tyler, tell me, what episode are we watching today? We're watching Season 1, Episode 9, The Puppet Show. And this is the one that's like a riff on Night of the Living, Living Dummy. It's a riff on Night of the Living Dummy. I can't even say it. This is the one that's like a riff on Night of the Living... Living... <laughs> Night of the Lemmings. Um, this is the one that's a riff on Night of the Living Dummy from Goosebumps. Um, there's a bunch of, like, plot twists Yeah. in this one. It's just not any... I feel like everything I guessed in this episode just wasn't... Yeah. We'll get into all that. Yeah. Uh, the puppet show was written by Rob Deshotel and Dean Batali and directed by Ellen S. Pressman. Uh, my apologies to Mr. Deshotel. I can't figure out how to say his name. I looked it up. Uh, this episode originally aired on May 5th, 1997. Mm. Cinco de Mayo. Oh, yeah. Cinco de Cinco. Cinco de Cinco. Cinco de Cuatro. That's right. Uh, cool. <laughs> the theme song goes here. Ow! Oh! <laughs> and Buffy. Yeah. What will we see? Buffy. What will we drink? Bourbon. Wine. What will we think? Harrison's seen it all. Fuck yeah. And Tyler hasn't. What vocab words will we learn that again? Slay. What vocab words will we learn that again? Yes. What is on the gay agenda for today? Outfits. What is on the gay agenda for today? Angel. It's Booze and Buffy. Tyler, what are you drinking? I am drinking a gin and tonic again. Ooh. This is a theme. Is a theme. Um, what are you drinking? I am also drinking a gin and tonic. Oh, what's special about it? <laughs> well, there's two things special about it. One is that I severely overestimated the amount of tonic water that I had. Okay. So it's um, a gin and tonic heavy on the gin. Um, dry. But it is... <laughs> it is... Uh, I'm drinking it from my my frozen mug. Or it's not a mug. It's a cup. It's a plastic cup. So it's like really cold? No. Like Disney's Frozen. Oh, like the musical. We... I say that as if I can't You're looking it. at it. Yeah. Um, we got this in New York uh, last summer. We oh. saw... John and I saw Frozen. And... Uh, we talked about this before. Did we talk about it? Okay. Because we talked about how uh, John was like, holy shit. We're doing the dress <laughs> change. Yes! Um, but we got this when we bought... Um, uh, you could buy like these novelty cups with your wine, and we got one for fro. Uh, yeah, they're like adult frozen. sippy cups, so nobody spills in the theater. That's exactly what they are. We also got some from when we saw Carousel as oh, well. Yeah. Um, but I didn't want to dirty another glass. This is what I was drinking water from earlier. So nice. 
Yeah. Um, wonderful. I don't know whose turn it is to do a toast. I think it's yours. Okay. Are you sure? Get creative. Usually mean. I'll be nice. Try. All right. Um, here's to puppets that give us the wigs. The wig. The wiggins? I am not about puppets. It reminds me of, like, how to duty. How to... Oh, how to duty. I thought you said how to duty, and I was like... Yeah, wouldn't you like to know? <laughs> um, did a puppet have to teach you that? Mm-hmm. Uh, here's Show to... us on the doll where the man touched you. Um, here's to not puppets, then. Here's to... Here's to Willow's excitement about potentially coming up with a complicated sting operation. I like that. It was funny. I'm here for that. Uh, and Xander really wants to wear it. So here's like, the so com- I'm not wearing a white. <laughs> complicated sting operation. Oh, that was a good... That was a nice clink. Yeah, I thought that was a plastic cup. It is, really it is plastic. Like... It's, it's it's fairly solidly plastic though. Mm-hmm. All right, so um, shall we get into this shit? So well, what do we start out with? Let's uh, we start the- with a point of view shot from a demon looking at a girl who's lifting her leg up over her head. Yeah, there's a lot of like that's a really weird shot. It's really weird. Um, it reminds me kind of there's a similar shot in the opening of Witch we talked about. Where they're like in between her legs. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we get this tracking shot through the talent show. Mm-hmm. Um, or as Buffy calls it, the talentless show. <laughs> and we eventually come to Giles, who's in the audience. He's running the talent show while Cordelia is, um, I'll generously say, singing. Um, it's pretty bad. Oh, gosh. But it's supposed to be. It's Oh, yeah, of course. Um, she's singing uh, Whitney Houston's The Greatest Love of All. Um, and she's <laughs> terrible. So, like... I, like that's like basically the hardest song she could have picked, right? Yeah, she like <laughs> way way out of her her wheelhouse there. Um, but it's a really co- fun comic moment. Um, Giles is miserable. It's hilarious. Um, the the gang come <laughs> and they're mocking him, uh, and we find out that there's a new principal who is forcing Giles to do this. Um, so as they're mocking him, the new principal... And he's basically evil. Basically. I love... He's... Like, before I was convinced that, um... What's her name? The bad singer. Cordelia. I was convinced that Cordelia was a vampire Mm -hmm. for the longest time. Nah. This dude is. You think he is? Yeah. They never really noticed it before, but the episode really goes out of its way to make you think maybe he's the demon. He's Mm -hmm. doing a lot of skulking around. Um, At the end of the day, he's not the demon, but he is still an asshole. Yeah. Um, But uh, and there's just some of the weird stuff at the end where you just like see him in the background, and it's like, yeah, what's he doing? It's just tense. Um, But at this point, he forces the gang to be in the the um, the talent show, which. they're miserable about and Giles oh. silently smirks. Giles calls this is pretty funny. One of the first jokes 
was he says the new Fuhrer yes and Willow does not pick up on it at all she's like I think they call them principles oh I think she picks up on Don't it she? yeah I think she's making a joke too like she's recognizing that that's just, this whole scene I guess like they're really chummy with Giles very and the principal picks up on that yeah and he does not care for it yeah um, which he doesn't care for most things like children which he says or smoking um, or smoking, or horrible murders with hearts being ripped out. Oh my god. Uh, that is my... He was like, but that's how you get eaten. <laughs> What's, it's, um, that's the kind of woolly-headed liberal thinking that leads to getting eaten. I watched uh, a video of um, the dude from InfoWars, like super Republican dude. Uh-huh. I don't know, the fat one. He, yeah, Alex Jones. Yeah, he's... Fuck him. He's just, like, going off in some restaurant to, like, a bunch of, like, just, like, androgynous-looking teenagers. And it literally, like, the whole restaurant turns on him. Good. It made me think of that. Nice. Um, I will say, as for Principal Snyder, I'm going to have a lot to say about him because I think he's hilarious. Mm. Um, I've seen interviews and stuff with um, uh, Armin Scheimerman, it's his last name. Uh, he also played Quark on uh, Star Trek Deep Space Nine. I thought you were going to say Quark on Ratchet and Clank, because that was oh, sound. Nice. No, he was, he's on Deep Space that Nine. That was an asshole. And he's apparently, he seems like, just on these interviews I've seen with him, he seems like the nicest guy, mm. like, in real life. Which is always nice to see, like, when someone plays an asshole, but they're not. I mean, he might be. He might just be really good at hiding it, but I don't think so. He's so, in genuine. during the talent show... Well, like, a whole bit, where it's kind of setting up, and they're getting, like, you mm-hmm. know, sentenced to yeah. talent show duty. 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 Um, they run into this Morgan kid. Morgan. And he's got a dummy named Sid. Uh, Buffy has a bit of a fear of dummies. She has, uh, she's, they've given her the Wiggins ever since she was a kid. Oh and Willow's like, why? What happened? And Buffy's just like, I saw a dummy. It gave me the Wiggins. Not really much of a story, which I enjoy. Like, that kind of set it up. Like, the joke is that, like, she's going to have some traumatic backstory. And no, she was a kid. She saw a dummy. Kind of freaked her out. Didn't like it. Um, Which is... Yeah, it's it's just a fun bit of comedy, I think. So, after... Oh, my God. And right as that scene ends, as, like, Giles is just like, oh, my God. Is whenever the tuba solo ends. (laughs) And it's just like... Bah. Right, it's right as Buffy sits down next to Giles. Perfect timing. It's a really good timing. Um, uh, the dummy, they they're doing their bit. He's like trying to be a ventriloquist, and he sucks at it. He sucks at it. And then the dummy comes to life. <laughs> Ew, your face is so upsetting right now. It was you, really upsetting. Eyes are, um, and it's like the fucking dummy Sid. Yeah, and they. Basically, they, the dummy starts talking for Sid, and everyone thinks it's part of the act. And, like, if it had at been that point, act, you know, like, it would have been a pretty good act. Like, the joke, like, oh, I suck at this, but the dummy's better at it than me. Like, you can make yeah, that work, but it's not. Um, also, the dummy's, like, trapped in, like, the chauvinism of the, like, Yeah, movies. oh, my God. Yeah. That line Buffy has later where she's like, oh, so the horny dummy thing isn't an act. And he's like, nope. And I'm like, oh, oh, oh. She's 16. Leave her alone. Yeah. We'll we'll get to that. Um, (laughs) So uh, he, like, seems to be, like, 
impressing some people at the talent show. Mm. Yeah, everyone seems kind of into it after... Um, Rehearsals keep going. And... Let's see. Oh, Emily gets murdered. Oh, the ballerina. Yeah. In the locker room, which seems to be a and hot she was spot the for first. She was the first person we saw in the episode. She was the oh, one yeah, who got her leg like wrapped around her face. <laughs> wrapped around her <laughs> neck. Um, <laughs> she... That was odd. I love like how they set up all these random characters that just die off. Right. <laughs> like Willow, the second they hear about the murder, she's like, oh, Emily, the dancer? Yeah. Like, <laughs> We've always known her. Oh, yeah. Does she have any lines like no. before she died? No. Um, so she dies. Her heart is removed, and they they find a knife at the scene. Which, they're like, well, it's definitely not a vampire. Yeah, they um, and they think it, they think it could possibly be human, which Buffy's not about. She's like, I don't want this to be a person. I want it to be a, a demon because I can kill a demon. <laughs> Xander's like, so we have to bring them to justice. It's like, okay, Xander, calm down. Um... So they, you know, like maybe it's a human, maybe not, um, and they keep investigating. Yeah, so they split up. They're interviewing different people. Xander, which is normally a bad choice in this genre. It's true. Like let's but split up and do work. It's bad to split up like when you're in the moment, but it's like the middle of the day. Yeah. Like it's that's eh. fine. They're um, my thing about it is. They're, like, investigating a murder, and no one seems put off by it. Like, they're not the police. <laughs> yeah, yeah, everyone's like, well, yesterday at this time, I was this yeah. places. In fact, I saw this person. Yeah, it's like, excuse me, why are you, the school librarian, asking where, me about these murders? Where are the police? Um, they're busy, probably. Or they suck at their where jobs. Where is Sunnydale? Um, California. Based on, like... Uh, it's yeah, it's Southern California. Based on uh, certain clues given throughout the show, its location is roughly where Santa Barbara is. Mm-hmm. So you just replace Santa Barbara with Sunnydale. Um, kind of like how you could like for Parks and Rec, you could replace um, like basically Clarksville or yeah. with Pawnee. Or Parks Pawnee. and Rec is uh, no see Parks and Rec Pawnee is the details that I give is like south of Muncie. Mm-hmm. So that's basically just like... And south of Bloomington as well, I think. South of Bloomington? I'm pretty sure. Okay. It's see, definitely I, not in Bloomington because they go to Bloomington. Bloomington's in the middle of the state. And so I'm pretty sure it's near Bloomington, south of Muncie, which is okay. basically like anywhere in the middle. Anyway. Um, um, so yeah, so they're investigating. Uh, Buffy breaks into... This is now... After school, it's after school. All of their like, up on. Um, it's yeah. You don't really know until he says, but it's dark and there's yeah. no one there, so I guess it makes sense. But they all of their investigations have pointed them towards Sid, um, and towards Morgan or towards Morgan. Yes, sorry. Um, so Buffy's gonna break into his locker, but Snyder catches. She fucking like punches the lock out of it. Yeah. Um, no one will notice that Buffy. Real smooth. Um, she but, is beauty. She is grace. <laughs> uh, Snyder catches her and has his other great line. There are three things I will not tolerate at this school. Oh Loitering after hours, horrible murders with the hearts ripped out, 
and smoking. <laughs> I feel like that's going to come back. It's such a great line. Um, he, somebody's going to be smoking and get in trouble. I'm sure. Um, but Morgan and Sid watch this encounter and Sid says to Morgan something along the lines of like, it's her. She's the one. So. Yeah. When she goes to the locker, she's like, oh, don't mind me. Just getting something from my friend opens the case. Empty. Mm Mm-hmm. Moths. Moths? Empty. Uh, like it's so empty, moths could have flown out of it. Could have. But didn't. Like, that was the implication. Too bad. Um... Like my wallet. Zoom in on my empty wallet. <laughs> um, if you could get a real moth to fly out at that point, like golden. <laughs> Not to like completely make this all about drag race, but a queen tried to do that with butterflies in season ten finale, and they were all like, I guess, asleep or dead. <laughs> oh, dead. And so like she's like releasing butterflies from her tits, and like they just fall on the floor. That's so sad. Oh, it was in the live finale. <gasps> Makes me think of Not um, life, but, um, yeah. There's an episode of Thirty Rock where um, Jenna comes in and she's uh, she's planning her wedding and she's got this box and she's like um, she starts dumping it out. She's like, all the doves for my wedding rush showed up and they're all dead. <laughs> and she's upset and Liz like brings her into her office and she immediately reveals that she was just doing it for the attention. And Liz is like, Jenna, did you? kill those doves and Jenna's like no Liz I got him from the dead doves tour grow up damn <laughs> it's a pretty dark joke uh anywho so uh then Sid and Morgan are hiding during all of that mm-hmm. and Sid's like you know putting Morgan through the ringer he says she's the one and her strength is why And then that night, Buffy's getting into her bed. She's getting all snuggly. Her mom's like, I'm going to come to the talent show. She's like, this is the least attractive outfit I'm going to wear all season. Mm -hmm. Um, It's PJs. Joyce really wants to come to the talent show. Buffy really doesn't want her to. Relatable. Joyce is like, is everything okay? Are you upset about the talent show? And I'm like, Joyce, Ask her if she's upset about the horrible murder that happened at her school. Like, Mm -hmm. is the talent show on your mind? No, Mom, but the girl whose heart got ripped out is. Priorities, Joyce. Oh, my God. I love you, Joyce. Back Uh, in the 90s, maybe, like, they didn't even know what happened at school. Maybe. Or just at this point, like, you know, another day. Another day, another murder at Sunnydale High. Like, what are you gonna (laughs) do? Um, so Buffy goes to sleep and Sid's outside her fucking window. That was creepy when they the lights off. It's a really creepy, I generally, I find the, the puppet effect for the episode uh, underwhelming. Um, but that moment where he's like, he's, it's mostly dark and you just kind of see his face and the window is, is suitably creepy. I think... It'd be much more of a creepy doll if, one, it didn't look like Xander. Oh my god, he kind of does look like Xander. And two, if the, like, the mouth lines, like, where the the jaw is, if those were more, like, exaggerated. Yeah, the way the his puppet, mouth moves. It's made to look more natural, I guess. Yeah. And so it doesn't look 
like the creepy puppet. The way his mouth moves is really weird and unsettling, but not like not the not the way that they want it to be unsettling. Mm-hmm. I feel. Yeah, um, does look like Xander. So he's in her room and like it's. I I I guess I'm kind of unclear as to what he. I mean, I know he was wanting to kill her. But just before that, he was trying to convince um, Morgan to kill her for him. Yeah. That, that's where I was kind of like, it's, what's going on? It's a little strange, but he wants to kill her, but she sees him, and she screams, and he leaves, and Troyce comes in, and she's like, ah, what's happening? Um, so she tries to tell her friends they don't believe her. He's like, so it's a cat. Yeah. <laughs> what was it like? It, like, like a cat. Like a cat. I love that that thing of, like, he keeps saying, like, a cat until Buffy's like, yes. No, it's not a fucking cat, Xander. Um, so, let's see. The demon might need a heart mm-hmm. and later a brain. Yeah, so Giles finds these demons that can take on human form. But every, it's like every seven years or something, they need a heart and a brain to keep their disguise. A human-like form. Or, yeah, that's right. A human-like. Non-human or human-like. Right. So they think it's Sid, that he's the demon. Or no, Buffy thinks it's Sid. Mm-hmm. The others are still kind of skeptical. Um, they... Um, so she's going to keep an eye on Sid. And I guess you were asking why Sid was in the classroom. Mm-hmm. And I guess the reasoning is one, so that he can be taken away from Morgan and Xander can steal him. Mm-hmm. But I think the reasoning, like in the show, is that Sid is trying to keep an eye on Buffy. So he's having Morgan like take him with him to classes and stuff. Yeah. Um, but it's a the the there's a there's a flaw in that plan in that immediately a teacher is like. What the fuck? Yeah, no, I'm taking that away and locking it in a cabinet. So, um, but, uh, Xander. I mean, do you think, like, does he have this with him all the time? Like, does he have autism? Like, yeah. That's where I was at. I was like, maybe it's like a comfort thing. Like, he always has it around and nobody asks questions. Like, oh, that's him. Yeah, it's very strange and very. One thing about this episode is there, there's so many red herrings. Um, that honestly, a lot of, a lot of the plot doesn't get to get really get developed. Mm -hmm. We spend most of the episode thinking Morgan and Sid are like the villains. So we don't actually get to see those characters develop. And And then the actual villain spends all of like five seconds. Exactly. Yeah. Because we're like led to believe it is this way that we mark the demon at the end. We're like. Oh, who is this? Like, yeah. oh yeah, he's the guy who's doing the magic. Like, he's been there, but didn't have a name until the you end. didn't have. Yeah, you weren't really paying attention to him. Um, let's see. Buffy's searching for Morgan. Snyder she finds her. Find yeah, Snyder finds her. Gives her some uh, cryptic. Just, like, general warnings. Right. Like, I'm watching you. She keeps on keeping on, though. She keeps on keeping on and finds poor dead Morgan and his poor dead brain missing. <laughs> and then a chandelier falls on her. 
Yeah. And it's really weird that she can't lift it. Like, yeah, that was my first thing. I was like, you're the Slayer. She's got super strength. Like, it's it's weird writing. And I was like, maybe they could have, like, okay, if they wanted her trapped under there so the dummy could attack her, fine. But, like, we see her actively trying. Like, maybe it could have been, like, she was pinned in such a way that, like, she couldn't really get any traction to, like... Move her arms. Move her arms or anything, like, which would make a little more sense. But yeah. And then she does lift it off of her after the dummy attack so long yeah, yeah it's weird it's a, and it's mm. and the fight scene with the dummy is really awkward because it's a fight scene with a dummy like he doesn't like have an elbow so when he stabs her it's just like it's one just, yeah. arm. <laughs> just like it, a, it's a weird scene and that's when they basically both discover that neither of them are are evil like they think the other is which that that transition between her like fighting him into the next scene where they're like interviewing him. Yeah. I just didn't get it because like she's pinned him up against a wall and he's like, so you've won. And I'm like, not really. She could have murdered you already. Yeah. And then, and then he like kind of makes a joke. Like he repeats something that she says back. Yeah. Well, they have this moment where they, each of them are saying like, now you won't have the hearts you need. Like, basically accusing... She's like, now you'll never be human. And he was like, now you'll never be human. Yeah, and then they both kind of register that what they said to each other doesn't make sense based is on... Is that, that supposed to mean... Is that supposed to be the tell that, like, he thought she was the demon? Yeah. But it's, okay. it's it happens really fast. You can't put that together until that point. It happens you really fast, I mean? and it's ha- it's almost a punchline instead of, like, crucial mm-hmm. information. Like, until the next scene, you don't realize what that meant. Yeah, it's weird. It's It happens really fast. And honestly, it happens with ten minutes left in the episode. <laughs> it really should have happened, like, halfway through. It's a lot of these, where they're, like, scurrying for the finish line. Yeah. Um, so we learned that Sid was a demon hunter, he which evidently is a thing, too. Is a thing. So a little bit of world building there, which is nice. We know that Buffy is the Slayer, but that doesn't mean she's the only force fighting against evil in the world. Mm. Um, she's just, like, she's one of. Um, so he's a demon hunter, but he was cursed to be a dummy. Sure. Um, but he has to kill these seven so demons. like, a benevolent demon hunter who just happens to be stuck in a doll body it's pretty manipulative mm-hmm. like and he's gross he's yeah, gross like, like yeah. when he when Buffy's like oh I'm the slayer he's like or no not when not when she's talking like, about I'm that no but when slayer. he's <laughs> when he's gritty. talking to her he's like he calls Buffy nubile oh yeah Ugh. it's like bro keep it in your wooden pants um, There's a joke about wood in the first one. He said, like, once you go wood... It, nothing else is as good, or something like that. It's like, oh my God. ew! Splinters. Ew. <laughs> well, you would, like... Never mind. <laughs> Sand it down. <laughs> That's what I was going to say. Uh, there are wooden dildos. Anyway. <laughs> That's... We're going to get Target marketed for some weird shit. Episode, so. Um... So she's like friends with the dummy now, which I think mm. is stupid. She has to, he has to kill this last demon. The last of the Brotherhood of Seven. Mm-hmm. He's killed six of them. The curse, he has to kill all seven to break the curse. He, for some reason, has come to the conclusion that the demon is 
in the talent show, which, okay. That's another, why is the demon in the talent show? <coughs> okay, this is the thing that I didn't realize. And I'm, as I'm, like, scrolling through the fandom... Uh, the wiki. No, the fandom. But it's a wiki. Is it a wiki page? Yeah, but the, I'm on the same one. It's the Buffy first one. Oh, it is a wiki. You're right. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, <laughs> is that Giles, when he, like, circles everybody up, that's, like, a... A spirit circle. I've done a lot of theater. I've never heard it called a power circle. Also something you really only do in high school. Circle up. I had a teacher who said that. Um, circle up. We did, um, we always did it, and we would always do, because uh, I went to Catholic high school, we always did um, a prayer to St. Genesius beforehand. That's not a real saint. I, I, yeah, it is. Like Janus, like January. St. Genesius is the patron saint of... Um, Schoolboys. Uh, <laughs> of theater. Um, Bertram of St. Genesius was the patriarch of something until his death. Gross. Um, he's okay. a real saint. He's the patron saint of the arts. That's what he is. Except for music, because they have their own saint. Who's this patron saint of music? Cecilia. Oh, yeah, I knew that. And then there's like another one for song, I'm pretty sure. I'm sure. Yeah. I don't care about Catholic. Sorry. It's no. important that he does mention that he, you know, his body is long dead. So, like, when he kills it, he's gonna die. He's gonna die as well. Which makes his death seem pretty anticlimactic. It, yeah, it's. I mean, it's treated like we're supposed to care. Yeah. It's it's treated as, like, a sad moment, and I'm just like, eh. We spent half the episode hating this character. Yeah. Um, so, they they think that because the demon has the brain and the heart that it needs, it will move on. So, that's why, so Giles calls the power circle so they can figure out who's missing and go after them. But no one's missing. So, mm. um... Sid disappears, and while Buffy's looking for him, she finds Morgan's brain, and they learn that Morgan had brain, brain cancer, cancer, which is why he's having all the headaches and everything. So okay. the demon needs, still needs a healthy brain. So they're like, who's the smartest person in school now that Morgan's dead? And they're, they're like, like, oh no, they're going to murder Willow. They're going to murder Willow, but it's actually, we learn pretty quickly... Mark the magician, who's the demon, and gets no development other than he's the demon, and he tries to get Giles' brain in the most. Giles is like, so what's the trick? He's like, what trick? Yeah, he puts him in a fucking guillotine, and and then like after, after demonstrating that it's just a guillotine, yeah, and then instead of like. Already, a guillotine is really convoluted. Just cut his head open, goddammit. But it's then, fine, he puts him in the guillotine. But then instead of just, like, untying the rope or whatever, he's hacking at it with a, with a fucking, uh, like, an axe. Yeah. And, and, which is just to give Buffy time to get there to stop him. Yeah. Um, and then he just, like, untie the knot. Yeah. And then it has the, Buffy tackles him, but then the, the rope still breaks. Xander catches it. It gives him a ticket time. Line. Yeah. Xander catches it to prevent Giles from getting killed. Willow's using Smooth the axe. Xander. It was good. Yeah. It was good. good. Honestly, not a bad Xander episode. 
Xander, Except for his hair in the and at the end the, when they're is doing weird. The, the Grecian thing. But I found Xander in this episode to be so tolerable. I know. Like he maybe he it was has the, like a couple jokes and he's like smiling. Yeah. Like, maybe it was the presence of the horny dummy that like, like all made of my him <laughs> made him better. so much better. Yeah. But he doesn't have any like gross possessive jokes or yeah his ba- this is this is the Xander I like. Uh-huh. Um, Willow help Willow and Xander help Giles escape. Um, Buffy and Sid Sid appears again, and it's never really explained why he disappeared in the first place. But okay, they fight off the demon. Um, they kill it. He dies. It's a. It's basically dead. Yeah, it's a. Oh, that's right. They they cut his head off with the guillotine, but then Sid's like, "No, we gotta." It'll come back. It'll come back. Um, so presumably, I guess there, that does make sense. He needed a heart and a brain, so you have to destroy the heart and the brain to kill it. I guess. I don't uh, think you even had to destroy the brain. Maybe you just not. Had to destroy the heart. But he stabs him in the heart, and then Sid dies, and it. It's supposed to be like. Sad, but it just kind of looks silly. And then Buffy like picks him up and she's like holding him and she's like, it's over. And it's like, but you're just holding a a dummy and it looks silly. That you were already grossed out before. Yeah, it's it doesn't work for me. What does work for me though is they're standing there, Buffy's holding the dummy. Willow, Giles, and Xander are there. They've got this decapitated demon and, a, and the curtain opens. Because all of this has been happening on the stage with the curtain closed. The curtain opens. The audience is stunned in silence. Close up of... Willow <laughs> has an axe. Yeah, she's holding an axe. Like, and they're just staring out into the audience. How did this audience not hear what was going on? Whatever. Um, but they close up of Principal Snyder, who's just so perplexed, and he goes, I don't get it. Cut to credits, and then you hear, um, you hear his voiceover, is it avant-garde? <laughs> um, and then, instead of going right, continuing into credits, though, we get a little post-credit scene, a little pre-Marvel Cinematic Universe post-credit scene, um, where... Xander, Willow, and Buffy are doing just the worst reading of Oedipus Rex. Rex. Oh, it's so bad. Xander's, you mentioned Xander's hair. It's, it's like in a weird, It's like a front comb. Yeah. Like he's normally like parts it. Yeah. He's He's like bangs. He's very like, he's very emphatic. He's like a chili bowl cut. Yes, that's exactly it. His acting is like very emphatic, but he like is having a hard time knowing the lines. But he's really disinterested. She just says the line, do the thing. And then Willow, uh, like, just runs away. Will, yeah, Willow, Willow, Willow doesn't say a word, and it just runs off in fear. And, and this was her idea. It's, it's really funny. She was like, it's the easiest form of talent. It's, yeah. Anybody can do it. You don't have to have talent. Um, and that's how the episode ends. Um, so... I we I think we talked about it some, but what was your takeaway for the episode, Tyler? I mean, good question. <laughs> <laughs> My takeaway, <laughs> my theme, 
my plot. Well, let's discuss characters first. Okay. Um, so I, we mentioned Xander. Yeah, he's not horrible. He's yeah, time. pretty good. He's he's got some really funny lines. I mean, he, yeah. um, I mean you've already, obviously already like chosen a side on Xander, but but I'm hopeful. I you know I will say I'm only talking about current Xander. Okay. I'm judging him by the actions we are we are presented with now. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna do that for all the characters. Like, yeah. I'm gonna I'm gonna do my best to be really fair and like if I see behavior that needs to be called out. Yeah, yeah. Xander just has so far had the most of that behavior. Yeah. Um, let's see. So Willow Xander is tolerable. Willow's kind of funny in this episode. Willow's funny. She really wants to do a complicated sting operation and she doesn't get to. Cordelia's jokes don't land. Cordelia's... Her Buffy zinger. Oh, yeah. When she... What does she say? Oh. That's it's in the classroom. Yeah. Um, oh. Something about the dummy being into her. And she's like, oh, he could be your hot date, Buffy. <laughs> and it's like, mm, not your best work. Um, a moment we didn't talk about that I love is when Cordelia is hectoring Giles. Hectoring? Yeah. Heckling? No, hectoring. Like bothering someone. We're gonna look that up. We are. Heckling is like what you would do. To hector, to talk to someone in a bullying way. Verb. That's a horrible name. (laughs) To be named Hector. Oh my god. Cordelia's hectoring Giles. Stop it. That's a word. I don't care. I'm gonna say it anyway. She's hectoring Giles. And she, Giles just stops talking to her and just stares at her hair. And she's like, what's wrong with my hair? Oh my God, what's wrong with my hair? Uh, and then just yeah, yeah. runs off. And he's like. No, he says, oh, it, she says, what? What's wrong? And he's like, oh, nothing. It's your hair. Oh, yeah. <laughs> she's like, what's wrong? What? What's wrong? And he, after she's gone, he's like, Xander was right. Worked like a charm. Mm-hmm. And I really love this idea that at some point Xander was like, okay, if Cordelia's bothering you, here's what you do to get her off your back. Um, and then later Cordelia is very, very nervous. And he's he's like, okay, Cordelia, here's what you do. You picture everyone in their underwear. She's and she's like, gross. ew, no. Um, so Cordelia doesn't contribute a lot to the plot this episode, but... There's some funny scenes surrounding her. She has some moments. Um, Giles is pretty heavy in this episode. Yeah, lots of Giles. Um, it's really one of his first. Yeah, we see him um, take a lot of center center stage and this whole like plot. talent show thing is kind of centered around him. Mm-hmm. Um, that's about it. What's the new principal's name? Principal Snyder. Is he gonna die? I don't know. <sighs> I hope so. <laughs> Um, I kind of hope that they have like a new principal, like a new print, like every like every once in a while the principal dies and they have to get a new one. Okay, I do like that. That's funny. Um, theme. Um, there's not one. Like, is there a moral to be extrapolated? I I, I don't really. Maybe don't participate in talent shows. Okay. Or, like, I mean, like, I hate to say it, but, like, maybe, what's his, what's the new principal's name? Principal Snyder. Like, maybe he's on his own, like, maybe that's kind of the, 
the theme is like don't like take it I don't know like don't skip school or, I think you're being very generous to an episode that doesn't necessarily deserve it I mean I'm I think, I think the episode is kind of flat in that regard it's yeah. like it, it's not really saying anything deeper than here's a puppet that was a man <laughs> yeah um I had a 90s outfit I wanted to discuss what about your general takeaway I had a 90s outfit I wanted to discuss okay. Huh? Okay. Willow's to that part. Green and blue sweater. Which one? Green and blue. It was it's like half and half. Top half was like blue, bottom half was green. Was she wearing the rubber ducky shirt with that? Because no. I liked that one. No, this was a different one. Interesting. She it was like a fuzzy sweater that was half and half, and then she had a blue polka dot skirt. Very nineties. Very. Um, the one that I really liked was the. I mean, this textbook Buffy. She's in like a slim fitted, like quarter length leather trench and mini skirt, and like and boots the house down. Mm-hmm. And the like, jacket is longer than her skirt. Like basically. Oh my god. Um, that one was probably the one for me. Um, general takeaway for this episode for me, I think the episode is not one of the better ones. I think the puppet plot just doesn't work. Mm -hmm. Um, and the puppet looks bad. Like, um, and the twists and the red herrings just means that we can't really, they come too late in the episode Mm. to really develop anything. But the episode has a lot of really funny moments that I love. Mm-hmm. All this, like every scene with Cordelia in the talent show is funny. Yeah. Um, I really enjoy I the yeah. I really love the um, the the ta- like the principal Snyder's like weird bullshit about like you know that's why the last principal got eaten and no sorry not me no no horrible murders here. Uh, no smoking either. Um, he makes so, multiple references to the other, like within like moments of meeting. Yeah, this new principal. He's he says two different times that the other principal got eaten. Yeah, I'm like, it's like two second man. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's very cavalier about it. Yeah. A little like, um, um, but overall, like the plot is rough. But I do and I do enjoy the episode. The episode's comedic moments. Was there any music in this episode? There was the, tuba. the greatest love of all. <laughs> there was. And that little tuba bit that was really funny. But otherwise, just the score. Somebody, like, frantically pantomiming, like, playing violin in the background. Yeah, the but there was stage. no violin music, right? Yeah, it was just like... <laughs> like, they're just, like, moving their hands back. Yeah. Oh. Any step doubles? You know, I didn't really notice any. What about trivia? But there wasn't a lot of action in this episode. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're limited when you're a puppet. Uh, I have some trivia. Okay. So, first of all, this is the fourth episode of the show that features no vampires whatsoever. It's a quarter of the season so far. Yeah, I think we've got, two, like, two more. I think there are six... 
no vampire episodes in the entire series. Weird. Um, honestly, a big part of it is that at this point in the show, Angel is not a main character. He's only recurring. Um, when Angel's going to become a, as he becomes a larger presence on the show, mm, a lot of the times, even if the episode doesn't have a vampire plot, Angel will still be in the episode. So like, that equals it out. Yeah. It makes it a vampire episode. Um, there were also two ad libs in this episode. Um, the first was when Xander is doing, he's, he's pretending he's, he's got the dummy and he's like pretending to talk for it. And he goes, red rum, red rum. Okay. Yeah. That was ad libbed. And the bit at the end of Willow running off stage uh, was mm-hmm. ad-libbed by Allison Hannigan, which I guess that's not an ad-lib, but, like, that was not scripted. That was that was yeah. something she came up with. So there's no lines for that. That's true. Alrighty. Um, any... Any of my guesses? Where do you think we're going? I mean, there was a lot of nothing. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh. Didn't see the master at all. How many more episodes we got? We have three more episodes left of the season. Oh, I feel like there's going to be vampires. Okay. There's going to be... I mean, you already kind of told me that with how many episodes are not vampire episodes. Um, I think, you know, vampires, angel, the master. Okay. Master. We're going to be dealing master. with all that? Um... Uh, what else? What else? What's the next one called? The next one is called Nightmares. <sighs> Fuck. I don't know. Who's going to be in her nightmares? Mm. Maybe like Angel or the Master will be in her dreams. Mm. Um, Sexy dreams. I with mean, Angel, not with the Master. The master. Gross. Lord Voldemort. <laughs> They're basically the same. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm just hope David Boreanaz takes his shirt off again. That's, so it's less of a guess and more of like a request. I mean, I, I don't think it's a spoiler to say he will. Okay, thank you. A lot. I think <laughs> all, all of our gay viewers are like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Anything else? Oh, I have something. I, I It's just... It's something I noticed. In the scene where they're um, interrogating everyone... The puppet? Um, no, when they're like... They split oh, up. They're, and they're all like, where were you yesterday? Yeah. When the murder and happened. Xander's talking to Cordelia, and she's all like, that could have been me! In the background, there's just a bunch of shirtless guys that, like yeah. playing... I, I, they're playing like soccer or something, and it's obviously like shirts versus skins. I thought it was basketball. Uh, might have been. I didn't see exactly what... I wasn't looking at to what sport they were yeah, playing. Yeah, I couldn't really play it. Um, but I don't think I'd ever noticed that before. But as I was watching, I was like, oh, there's shirtless guys. Yeah. <laughs> so. How nice. You know, I'm starting to realize um, that that moment with Cordelia in a previous episode... Um, when she's doing her driver's test. Yeah. That's very um, clueless. Like, what? I totally tapped the brake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's bad. I, I saw it's a clueless. clip from Clueless recently, and it, that just jogged all of that. I was like, oh, Cordelia. Yeah. Um, 
Yeah, that's my guess. I that's my request. Okay. Um, do you want to go ahead and do a gay lingo? Uh, let's gay moment. Let's do it. There's there's obvious gay moments in this one. Harrison in season one, episode nine, the puppet show. What's on the gay agenda? Well, there's a line in the episode that is not gay, but it feels like it would have been. So when they're talking about Sid, now he gets turned into the dummy. Uh He's like, the next thing I know, I'm sitting on some guy's lap with his hand up my shirt. Okay. And it feels like shirt wasn't the original line. Skirt, yeah. Uh, Oh, no, I meant like... Pants? Yeah. Hand down my pants. Like or hand up my ass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um Totally. I can see that not being kosher for like daytime TV. Yeah. Um uh, I think the gay agenda for me this week, like you already said, the um shirtless dudes behind Cordelia mm-hmm. and Xander. That was really great. Um, what else is on the gay agenda for me? Probably, um, no, I'm gonna stick with it. Shirtless dudes. All right. Oh, there's another moment that I was really excited for. Not that it was gay. Um, but when they're interviewing people, they're finally like, oh, hey, token black friend. Like... I was like, oh, thank, like, finally. <laughs> like, somebody who's not white in the school. Yeah. She also references... It's like the first the, black person since the rollerblader in episode one. Yeah. She also references the um, the rivalry between the dance kids and the band kids. Oh, yeah. And she's like, you know... And Buffy's like, uh, yeah, sure, okay. <laughs> Up next for your weekly gay vocab comes herstory. Noun. A spin on the word history, playfully replacing his with hers to imply a feminine reclamation of the word. Or two, also a noun, the history of the television show RuPaul's Drag Race. So, for example, whenever Cordelia says to Buffy... Looks like someone digs you. That's adorable. You and the dummy couture in the freak show. This would be... Probably her worst read in all of her story thus far. Mm-hmm. Thank you for joining us on Booze and Buffy. We'll be back next week with Nightmares. I'm Tyler, and you can follow me online at TG Dippold. That's D I P P O L D on all your social media. And I'm Harrison. You can find me on Instagram at Harrison Alexander Kaufman and on Twitter at Harrison Kaufman. That's C-O-F-F-M-A-N. Each week we like to give a shout out to a worthy charity or nonprofit. Amped is a free youth music program that provides a safe environment for Louisville's young minds to explore their creativity through the power of music. Amped students received hands-on training from professional music instructors on guitar, drums, piano, audio production, visual production, vocals, rapping, and more. Visit ampedlouisville.org for more information. You can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Booze and Buffy, or you can email us at boozeandbuffy at gmail.com. You can also find us on YouTube, where Harrison does some secret things behind my back, with Spoiler Corner with Harrison.
Also, don't forget to rate and review us on iTunes. And always subscribe. Yes. Tyler, I think everyone should go slay. And maybe they could also be, be gay. gay. Mm.